Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Just $4.99 a month for your all-access pass. Playing now on Fandor is The Baby of Macon, a movie about corruption in all levels of society. A baby is born during the time of an infertile generation. Hysteria then breaks out around the idea of divine intervention. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Fandor Video Podcast. My regular co-host is not next to me. Chris, where are you? <laughs> I, I'm in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, um, uh, enjoying a media retreat. But uh, definitely wanted to come on and join for the podcast. Uh, That's dedication, Chris. Mm -hmm. You're dedicated. I try to be. Uh, And Bryn, thank you for being here as well. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, Our special guest is a producer, director, screenwriter. He's written for many television series, including Roseanne, The Gilmore Girls, and the 1996 feature film, A Very Brady Sequel, which I saw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Stan Zimmerman. Hey, everyone. I actually wrote both Brady Bunch movies, but because of an arcane uh, Writers Guild rule, they only allow a certain number of them, of writers, and we were the fourth writing team on the script. Okay. We were there, we were the last ones, we were there for casting. It was supposed to be a two-week job, and then they liked what we did, so they kept hiring us for two more weeks, and we were there during the whole production uh, which was so cool, and that's what got us asked back for the second one. The sequel. Fantastic. Uh, I hope they've changed that rule stand since, have they? They're actually working on it just now, after all these years. And it was to protect the original writers, because there's so yeah. much writing in movies. But I don't think it's fair. I think if you've done writing on it, you should have some credit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Otherwise, it's just like my mother and my agent said, no. Uh, I lost a lot of money residual wise from it in the old days like the black and white movie days you'll see at the end of credits it'll say additional dialogue but we didn't get anything i mean like the dog walkers got credit the bartenders you know <laughs> and we got nothing and i ended up you know drinking uh stan also was a writer for the golden girls now stan uh the whole world knows betty white recently passed away when was the last time you and betty spoke um, ooh, I should know the exact year of that. Uh, this is why I, I wanted to prep it. Uh, <laughs> the director on Hot in Cleveland. So you could look back on whatever uh, that was. I want to say 2015. 
uh, run that. Um, so what, when you shadow a director, you follow the director around. I wanted, I was directing theater and I thought, you know, between my theater background and my writing of sitcoms, everyone kept saying you should be directing sitcoms. So I followed directors that I knew around for a couple of weeks. And um, one of them was Andy Kadif who worked on Hot in Cleveland. And so it was so cool to see Betty White again. And I was like, okay, I've got to get a picture with her. So how do I do that? And I didn't want to be too pushy, but I did finally like get into her dressing room and, you know, and I was like, I, you probably don't remember me. And she acted like she did. So that was really cool. Um, but the interesting thing about that week was um, Todd Milliner, uh, the show was produced by Todd Milliner and Sean Hayes of Will and Grace. And they were doing a benefit for a theater company in LA called Celebration Theater that gave me my first theater directing job. And Todd said, we want to do a benefit. We're going to have the cast of Hot in Cleveland read one of the scripts of Golden Girls. So would you, can you suggest a script from any of the seasons? And I'm like, are you freaking crazy? You're doing my script. One of my scripts you're going to do. I'm here. Nice. And um, so the cast of Hot in Cleveland read the script, uh, the first script we wrote. And it was just mind blowing to hear it all these years later. But with that incredible cast, and Betty White would not read Rose. She said, I have to get <laughs> Dorothy. She wanted to be the B-Arthur part, which I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I was like, why does she want to do that? But I think, you know, she knew we all saw her do Rose for so many years. This was right. something. Try something know, different. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was funny to watch her do it. So, um, Can you uh, tell us two or three of your favorite memories of you and Betty? Um. <clears throat> Just, you know, for me, just being in her presence, I mean, all of them, to have yeah. been, I was a real TV baby. I just grew up uh, watching her on, um, you know, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And so there I was as a young kid, you know, my second big job, and there she was, you know, and then there's Maude, and, you know, how the hell did I get here? And yeah. then reading the lines, and, you know, <clears throat> I mean, B. Arthur was very skeptical at the beginning. She's like, who are these kids? And we looked like we were 15 then. And, and um, it was like, they can't write for us. And then she started reading all the scripts and she's like, okay. And um, you are in fact, middle-aged women. <laughs> somewhere in there, there is, there is a middle-aged woman. Yes. Um, and, uh, but Betty was just always so nice and so sweet. So, you know, it really, for me, Golden Girls was almost like going to school. So it was my comedy 101, and, and I learned things, what to do and what not to do. And one of the things from her was just, she was always nice to everybody. And oh. that's so important that I felt in what I do, but I think in any job, you wanna go and you wanna have fun. And when you bring fun, it makes everybody smile and wanna work harder instead of being screamed at, you know? Speaking, yeah. speaking of Roseanne, and um, <laughs> was that night and day, Betty White and Roseanne? Night and day. That for a segue. <laughs> I mean, that there was the difference between you know the the joy that you saw those women bring to the show, and then the dysfunction on the set. Not that there wasn't dysfunction on, on Golden Girls, but uh, on Roseanne, I mean, we were not allowed to talk to any of the actors. Um, oh, I went down the first day, and it's like running up to Lori Metcalf. I was so excited to meet her, and I. Seen her in a play off Broadway, and um, don't 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 talk to me. You know, wow. you, oh, you she said that. 
I was told, uh, oh, man. if Roseanne sees the whites of your eyes, she'll see you and can fire you. So when you go to the set, find the tallest person and stand behind them. So oh, um, I learned I learned that quickly after I you know went up to Lori Metcalf. They're like, no, don't don't. If you want to be around, don't do that. And so I learned. I just didn't think that was a very uh, fun way to have a set. So not, let me ask uh, when. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Chris. Did you want to say not, something? It's just not healthy. It's not not a healthy workplace. I mean, you're all supposed to you're producing a you know, a show that's supposed to be, you know, reflect a great set of characters. And, and the, the people who are writing for the characters aren't supposed to be able to talk to the people playing the characters. That's weird. <laughs> it, it is. It is strange. But, you know, back then it was a very different work environment. Uh -huh. People didn't talk about, well, how do you feel at work? You know, I did because I, you know, when you're a writer in this business, you have to wear two hats. One, as an artist, you have to be very sensitive and open. And, you know, and that's hard because you're always like being beaten down. And then you got to switch hats to be the business person where you can't get, it's not personal. Right. Yeah. You just have to yeah. keep moving forward. You get knocked down, you get up. So those two, you know, a lot of people have a hard time like going switching it. I, I can do that pretty, I, I like the hat thing. But, um, you know, that was something to learn because you, you, why are they not talking to me or why are they yelling at me? And, you know, back in those days when you think of that's what it was, the executives, you know, president of companies yelled. You can't, you can't get away with that today. So uh, you, you can say no to this question, but uh, is there a Roseanne story you want to share with us? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm going to save some for the book. Uh, okay. the, big, the big one was uh, the one week when, so on Mondays we have a table read where all the actors sit down and they read what we've written so we can hear what works and what doesn't work. She wouldn't go to the table, so someone had to read her part. She was backstage or something. After Tom Arnold, they were last year they were married, Tom went backstage. We heard all this screaming, like yelling and yelling and yelling. And then the door slammed. And then Tom comes back and says, we have to write Roseanne out of this week's episode. She's going to get electric shock therapy. Oh, wow. So the show's called Roseanne. So <laughs> we, were, we were taught on the show, she has to drive every scene. If she and if she's not in it, which she's usually in it, even her story or viewpoint has to drive it. So suddenly it was taken away, and uh, we had, came up with an episode of Dan's old girlfriend uh, came back, and she was played by Vicki Lawrence of the Carol Burnett Show. Mm. So um, that's you know that's what you do. You you figure it out. Um, so that that was interesting because I, I really respected what Roseanne was wanting to say with the show. And there hadn't been a show where you got to see real blue collar family, you know, in a Midwest family. I grew up in a suburb of Detroit. What is it? What is that like? And the struggles. And that's why I thought the show was so cool. That that. Wow. That's a fascinating story. And the fact that I think you just gave a valuable lesson to anybody who wants to be in Hollywood, which is you always have to pivot like what you expect to happen. It's not going to happen, and you're constantly putting out fires. You're putting out 80, 100 fires every single time you go well, on. Especially when you know I got to be a showrunner. It is literally the minute you wake up, it's questions, 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 questions. What about this? What about that? What about episode 25? What color do you want that wall? What, do you, what kind of car do you want that character to drive? And you're just like, I would yeah. always say, walk and talk. It would like, we'd be walking, like, and I'd just answer questions. And wow. some people that they didn't like that. I think that's like super fun to be that creative and then to work with, you know, other creative people. 
Um, but it is, uh, it is, it is pivoting. And, you know, as we all know with COVID, we've all had to pivot mm -hmm. and figuring that out and, and keep it going, just keep going. And, you know, as a writer, you can keep going because you can turn on your computer and just fade in. You can create something. Um, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but I hear there's an upcoming Golden Girls first ever Golden Girls Con. Yeah. In Chicago. Chicago. April, April you have all the, the No, you say it. Well you you've got it all written down there. <laughs> April twenty second to the twenty fourth. And you're part you're participating in a Golden Girls Con? Why would I not? <laughs> of course. I was what? yes. Uh, I was very sweet. I was one of the first people that they asked to come there. That's great. And uh, I can't wait. I've I've gone on uh, two Golden Girl fan cruises. And um, oh, well, well, what were those like? <laughs> those are hysterical and wonderful, and they're not what you think they were. It, it, it's men and women of all ages there, and just the people just love the show. And it was, it was really, really super fun. Um, but this is the first con, uh, so that will be really wonderful. And they're having a lot of guest stars from the show. Um, Rue McClanahan's sister will be there, and I got to know her on the cruise. and. She's like having Rue there with the accent and she's just really funny and just a, a really smart, wonderful woman. But for a writer, it's really cool to be able to go and meet people. Actors, you get stopped on the street all the time. Oh, I love your show. But for a writer, you never, I never dreamed that I would have this connection with an audience. And I've been able to do that with Golden Girls and also Gilmore Girls. They've had five uh, fan festivals back East in Connecticut. Wow. So, uh, mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
So I'm sure you know a ton of Golden Girls trivia, but I, I do know I one. Don't. I don't. Oh, you don't? Horrible at that game. And people keep saying, we want Stan on our team. I'm like, you don't want me on the team. <laughs> you don't want me. <laughs> well, you have I, to understand, when you're writing a show, it is 24-7. You're in that world. And when you're done with it, you're done. You're done. Wow. You know, okay, you don't just, revisit. You you don't. You know, I've had to, like, learn these things by being at the on the cruises or the... You know, with fans in different games, and I did uh, 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 the Disney did a, a con, and we did a panel of Golden Girl writers. So that did was you, the closest I got to a convention. Did you know that Quentin Tarantino was yes, in one? Oh, okay, you know this. That I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, tell tell everyone. Tell everyone. I, 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 Quentin Tarantino was an extra on yeah. Golden Girls, and he played like there was a group of Elvises. That's right. And so, Quentin Tarantino um, was one of the Elvises. <laughs> Yeah. So interestingly, um, and you could Google it, uh, Spectrum One News in L.A. did a piece on the Vista movie theater that Quentin Tarantino just bought. Now, I've had all these, when you get to be as old as I am, you have full circle moments. When I first moved to L.A., my first job was at the Vista movie theater. So they did a piece on me going back. I hadn't been to the theater, you know, in in decades. Uh, But my first job, I remember... I was the assistant manager there, and they're like, you keep the keys because we know Hollywood. The show will be canceled. You'll come running back. And I'm like, no, take the keys. I love working here, but, you know, I, I got I to keep going. What I, I love doing was writing uh, sitcoms. Uh, well, listen, I'm going to ask you one more question. I'm just going to okay. say two words, and you tell me what it means. You uh-huh. ready? Silver Foxes. Silver Foxes. Um, that's been um, uh, so. Logo asked my writing partner Jim Berg and I to write a, a gay men's Golden Girls, and we did a reading literally right here. Leslie Jordan sat there. Bruce Valance, Sherry O'Terry, Melissa Peterman. We did a big reading of it, and they eventually found out they didn't have enough money to produce a sitcom. So uh, we tried to get other networks to look at the script. Not one network would open the script. Wow. Uh, because of homophobia and ageism. They said, who's going to watch a show with old characters? I'm like, Golden Girls! <laughs> a lot of people already have. Golden Girls. They're still watching it. It was crazy to me. So what we did with it, we actually turned it into a play, and it was just optioned and licensed by a company called TRW Plays. We are having a big reading in New York in the spring that my friend Michael Yuri from Ugly Betty's going to direct. And so my dream is to get it on stage, which will hopefully eventually lead to getting it on TV. So I took that idea from Lucille Ball. And when they said, uh, no one's going to do a TV show with Desi as your husband, they wouldn't believe it. She took like a 15 minute play of it and went on the road and showed the, the executives. They're laughing. They love Desi. They love me together. And I wonder what happened with that show. Yeah. yeah. Right. Was that all right? Yeah. So that's another thing when you go back to pivoting. You know, when I hit a roadblock, no, I'm not going to let that stop me. And in this business, you just have to, you know, so I I pivoted, turned it into a play, and hopefully it'll one day be a TV show. His name is Stan Zimmerman. If you want to uh, meet him, go to the Golden Girls Ever Con, the first Golden Girls Con in Chicago, April 22nd to the 24th. Stan, do you have a website? Any way people can get in touch with you or do you want to be left alone? No, I I, I love connecting with people and I love hearing their stories and how 
my shows or that I've written on have connected to them in a personal way. Because so many have had these relationships with their grandmas watching Golden Girls. Uh, so I'm at Zimmerman Stand. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I got a lot of fun pictures going on. Um, and then the Golden Girls Con. It's uh, thank you for being a fan dot com. There's still oh. a few tickets left, not a lot, but uh, come find me there. We'll sign things and I'll have lots more stories. And when people DM you on Instagram, do you respond? Oh, yeah. Oh, We've into some yes. things when, when I follow the other uh, Golden Girls fan groups. So oh, they, someone was posting the Great Herring War, Betty White ad libbed the whole scene. And I'm like, no, stop. They did not. I wrote that. You wrote that? You, you wrote that? No, 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 no. I was saying, you, know, you, you wrote that scene, right? No. So that's a testament to Betty White. She played it so naturally, it felt like she was ad libbing. Yeah. Season one, and pretty much I heard all the whole, all the seasons. They read the word. They believed in the writers, and every interview, every talk show, they always complimented the writers which is so rare so that's another reason why i love betty white and i miss mm. her and i hope they're all hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sitting around having cheesecake up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, Stan. Thank you so much for your time, Thanks, man. Folks. We wish you nothing but the best, brother. Thanks, Stan. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Playing now on Fandor is The Baby of Macon, a movie about corruption in all levels of society. A baby is born during the time of an infertile generation. Hysteria then breaks out around the idea of divine intervention. That's F-A-N. D-O-R, the home for cinephiles.